Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. Last October, I joined a $16,000 business mastermind with a coach that I really admired and I still admire to this day. It was a pretty scary investment, but I felt pretty confident that I couldn't go wrong with investing in myself. I had made investments in myself before in my business and I've always made them back tenfold. So felt pretty confident, especially because the format of the program I felt would really work for me. So yes, it was a mastermind, but the coach had actually built in trainings for team members, which I found to be super valuable. And as soon as I read through the sales page about the mastermind, I booked a call with a coach. And of course, I asked her a zillion questions. And near the end of the call, she was like, hey, just shoot me a text with any questions that they pop up. Or if you're ready to go, go ahead and just let me know. And I thought that was such a nice touch for her to just be like, text me. Like no other business coach has ever just given me your phone number to text her. I felt that any objections I had or any concerns I had were addressed in the call. So I felt good about moving forward. I got the contract the next day, reviewed it, literally read it word for word because that's just how I am when I'm signing a legal document, signed off and drank some bourbon to celebrate. So when we got into the mastermind within the first call, I just really loved the different personalities in the group. It was a good mix of people. And actually, I'm still friends with some of the business owners I met through it. I signed three clients from the mastermind, and I even hired one of the other mastermind ladies as our sales associate, Chelsea, here at Neat Marketing. So from a networking and sales standpoint, the mastermind was really incredible. But a couple of weeks in, I did notice something. I was beyond the conversations that were taking place in the group. I was a little bit further along in business and I was able to provide a lot of advice. I gave a lot of great advice, but unfortunately I was just in a different place in business than the rest of the group. So I wasn't getting as much value in return from an education standpoint. I didn't feel like I was being challenged. So I want to say like a month in or a month and a half in, I just knew it wasn't a good fit. So I ended up reviewing the contract again to see what the opt-out clause was. I had reviewed it before I signed it, but of course I never go into an agreement thinking, oh, I need to know what the opt-out clause because I'm going to opt out. Um, This is the first contract that I've ever pulled out of. And the only reason, I will say the only reason I opted out is because the contract allowed me to. If there was no opt-out clause, I would have kept going with the mastermind. (laughs) So 
what I ended up doing is I followed the contract word for word. I emailed the coach and her team to let her know where things were at with me. And the coach booked a call with me that same day, which I loved. The fact that she knew that this was going to be a difficult conversation, but wanted to check in with me, I thought was just, I thought that was amazing. So I hopped on a call with her to learn about my options. And we ended up deciding that doing private coaching was just going to be a better fit. So I opted out of the mastermind, bumped into private coaching for four months, and I found quite a bit of value in it. So why am I telling this story, right? You guys are probably like, okay, why are you telling me that you like opted out of a really big legal agreement? Here's why I'm talking about this. I have seen way too many entrepreneurs try and skip the difficult conversations. Here are a few examples, right? They aren't getting enough value out of a coaching container, so they talk shit about the coach. Or they can't pay an invoice because one of their clients didn't pay an invoice, so they just ghost whoever it is, whether it's the coach or a service provider. Or they ask for a contract, but they change their mind, and then they also ghost. Or they're not happy with employee performance, so they micromanage instead of having a difficult conversation to address what's going wrong and suggest areas for improvement. All of this is small girl stuff. We need to leave this in 2022. These are not professional or mature responses to issues that are happening in business. When you take on the role of CEO or manager or leader, whatever you want to call yourself in business, you can't just like decide that you're not going to have tough conversations. Like it doesn't work like that. It's literally a part of the job description. When I was paying for this mastermind and I realized it wasn't for me, this was such a hard realization for me to come to. Like, it was hard for me to accept that I didn't like what I signed up for. Like, it was tough thinking I was signing up for one thing and then realizing during the program, it wasn't actually for me and where I was at in business. And then having that conversation with the coach who poured her heart into this program and saying, hey, this isn't working for me. Like, that wasn't easy to do. She was somebody that... I really deeply admired and respected, but I had the conversation anyways, and she had the conversation. We both showed up for this really just awkward, difficult conversation. I was giving her feedback. She was giving me feedback. It's not easy. It wasn't easy to communicate in that moment. I remember being incredibly anxious. I was like shaking on the phone with her because I felt like, like it just didn't feel good. But ultimately when we hung up the phone and we came to an agreement and we came to an understanding, like that felt really good. And I was so proud of myself for having that conversation as difficult as it would, because it would have been easy to just put my head down and like, keep going through the mastermind or to just talk shit or to not pay invoices. You know what I mean? Like doing those things that are really unprofessional are actually easier to do. Owning up to something and having a hard conversation, not easy at all, but so necessary for growing as a person. It's really good character development, leadership development, I guess, if you will. So here's the thing. When you decide that you're going to opt out of having that really honest conversation, whether it's with an employee, a contractor, an agency, or a coach, you end up damaging your reputation and relationships. You burn bridges in the process. And let me tell you, now that I'm in my fourth year of business, I've seen that reputation and relationships are everything. If you don't have a good reputation and you aren't good at maintaining relationships, your business will never 
reach its fullest potential. I have a few tips for you guys. Review your contracts before signing them. Like, please, for the love of God, sit down for an hour, comb through the contract, anything you don't understand, highlight it, and then email the person who sent you the contract and ask about the parts you don't understand. Say, hey, I noticed X, Y, and Z in the contract. Can you explain what this means? Or can you explain your reasoning behind this? Or if you don't like something in the contract, call it out and ask if the person who sent you the contract would be open to making some revisions. Or send it over to your attorney if you happen to have an attorney. Give it to someone, have a second pair of eyes on it, have your partner look at it, have a best friend look at it. Make sure you understand what you are getting yourself into and what the consequences are if you decide that you no longer want to be a part of it. The next point I want to make, because I've seen this come up more and more recently, is don't make investments you can't afford. Don't invest what you can't afford to lose. I know that, especially in the online space, so many people talk about spending fifty, seventy-five, a hundred thousand dollars on a coach or an agency. And they talk about putting it on a credit card or whatever it may be. Like they're doing something extremely risky that they can't afford. Be careful with this. I know that everyone's risk tolerance is a little bit different, financial risk tolerance, but if you can't afford something, I want you to just think long and hard about it. Don't invest what you can't afford to lose because there's no saying that you're going to make your money back. You could invest in a coach and see nothing in return. You could invest in an agency and see nothing in return. There is no guarantee. And that's why as an agency owner, I do not make guarantees. I will guarantee media contacts we're reaching out to. I will guarantee reach. There are certain things I can guarantee from like marketing metrics or PR metrics, but in terms of money, absolutely not. We do marketing and PR. We don't do sales. So there are no guarantees there. So just again. Don't invest what you can't afford to lose. If you remember anything from this podcast episode, remember that one. And the last point I want to bring up when it comes to like navigating tough conversations and even avoiding problems is communicate as soon as you aren't enjoying something. If you're not seeing results, if you feel like the contract isn't being followed, if you're not getting what you signed up for, communicate that. Communicate it over email. Have a paper trail. If you don't communicate... A lot of providers think everything is like hunky-dory, everything is great. But if you say something and express your concerns, then things get taken care of and they get taken up very, very, very quickly. And last but not least is just understand that there are difficult conversations involved in business. If you don't do well with adversity, if you don't do well with um, harder conversations, entrepreneurship is probably not going to be for you because not everything is always rainbows and butterflies and positive energy. There are going to be really difficult things that you have to tackle in business. Maybe not in your first year, maybe not in your second year, but man, by your third year, fourth year, fifth year, I promise there will be some difficult conversations happening. So again, the reason why I shared the story about me leaving a mastermind is I wanted to show everybody kind of what it looked like when I experienced a time when things just weren't working out and how I handled that situation with as much professionalism as I possibly could. 
I hope you guys found some value in this episode. I know it's not like my typical episode, but again, like I am seeing a lot of people just avoid tough conversations in business. And that's not how we handle things. You don't want to damage relationships. You don't want to damage your reputation. So it's time to have some difficult conversations that you've maybe been putting off for a hot minute. If you guys want to continue this conversation, know that my DMs are always open send me a message, nate.marketing on the Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. If you feel called, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, rate and review, do all the things. Thank you in advance. And I will catch you guys on next week's episode of Served Nate.